The three anchors. So we are talking tonight about our three anchors. And our topic tonight is real community. Wow, I almost blanked on that one. Real community. So when I graduated college and needed a roommate, you can go to the next slide, Nina. I need a roommate, and sometimes finding a roommate is hard, especially when all of your friends graduate and move away. But I found a friend, actually I had a friend who was gonna live with Mary and invited me to live, and then my friend dished out, and I was like, okay, well I kinda know Mary, like we were in track together, so this will be fine, she's a lot of fun. So Mary and I lived together. And it was a ton of fun, at first. Maybe you relate, but so I, I am a city person. You guys, I love the outdoors, I love biking, but I have a road bike. Like I love trails and nature, but I also love the city. Mary is the kind of person, like, do you guys know the Boundary Washers at all? Yes. It's like deep woods, Minnesota, like way up north. If she could live there 24-7, she would. Like, that is her versus me. So that already, like, man, there's some clashes because we just have different ways of living our lives. But it was still going okay. It was a lot of fun. And then one day Mary called me. And she said, oh, my goodness, I have an opportunity to get a rabbit. What do you think about us getting a rabbit? And I was like, oh my goodness, yes, let's get a rabbit. This is going to be fun. Little did I know that everything would quickly spiral downhill. Because this rabbit um, didn't live in a cage. It like had free reign of our apartment. Because again, I'm a city person. Rabbits stay in cages. And she's like an outdoors person where like, Bring the nature inside, the rabbit has free brain. But for whatever reason, this rabbit didn't like me, like at all. So this rabbit would poop on my clean laundry and chew holes in my blanket. This this keyboard, um, this keyboard has buttons that have been chewed off because of, yeah, that's why, because of this rabbit's name, Perry. So Mary and I quickly, um, I like hated this rabbit and she was mad at me for not being nice to the rabbit and man, it was a fun time. Maybe you relate, maybe you now or in the past have had similar roommate experiences. But now, you know, now we're better, now we're friends. Um, we are better friends when we're not roommates. Learned that quickly. But man, when you sign a year on lease, the only way out of it is to get Mary to move out. So that's what we did. <laughs> Um, but it's hard. Living with people is hard. Community is hard. Figuring out different personalities and all this is hard. Like, and all this was a rabbit, you guys. Like, there are much worse roommate stories out there. There's much worse people stories out there because people are people and messy and not like physically messy, though that too, but like we are just messy people and our messes spill on other people and then I'm not only dealing with my mess, I'm dealing with your mess, I'm dealing with your mess and it's just like a whole bunch of mess and then we get angry dealing with each other's mess and it's just like, it's a big spiral sometimes. So then it leads me to this question as we're talking about community, why? Why do we do community? Why do we work so hard to make community work? Why do we work through the messes? Or maybe the better question, do we work through the messes? Or do we just say, okay, that was fun, but now we're gonna end this one. Why, why is community worth doing? Because on top of it, again, we're talking about rabbits, but real community, real friendship, real, real relationship requires vulnerability. It requires opening up. It requires being honest about the fact that like, I'm not perfect. 
and I'm probably going to hurt you, and you're probably going to hurt me, and then we're going to have to work through it, and that's not fun. So why? Why do we do community? Let alone how do we do community? <laughs> Is it worth risk? And I want to look quickly at the story of Moses. And maybe you know the story of Moses, maybe you don't. We're going to look at just one small portion here. But before we do that, the story of Moses, basically, Moses in the Old Testament, in the Bible, he was a Hebrew, but he was raised by the Egyptians and realized, like, hey, they're enslaved, and that's not good, and so he tried to fix it by himself, and then that didn't work out, and he kind of, like, went to the desert for 40 years, and then eventually God did use him to save his people. It's a great story. We can go into it another time. But I want to look at this one passage here. Exodus chapter 3, 1 through 4. Moses is a shepherd. He's taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. And so now I see. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. So the thing about the story of the burning bush, Moses noticed the bush was burning and went over to check it out. And maybe that doesn't seem strange to you. Maybe that seems normal. Maybe you've heard the story so many times, of course he went over. Like, what else is he supposed to do? But the thing is, there's other stories in the Bible of people not noticing or not walking over. I think of the story of Balaam. The story of Balaam, my kids learned about this in church the other day, and Gemma came out with these like big donkey ears on. It was pretty, they were like twice her size. But the story of Balaam, an angel appears to Balaam and he doesn't notice. It appears like right in front of him and he's not looking for it. You know, we don't generally look for angels as we're going about our day. So he doesn't notice this angel until God gives his donkey the ability to talk. And the donkey's like, hello, there's an angel. Another great story, Numbers 22, if you want to go look it up. But the point being that not everyone notices, but Moses notices that the bush is burning, or on fire and not burning, and goes over to check it out. And this may seem like an odd segue, because we're talking about community, and now we're talking about Moses by himself with a bunch of sheep. Like, okay, where's this community? Just the sheep, I guess. But the thing I want us to realize is Moses noticed something was going on, and he went over. Another story I want to look at is the story of Elijah. <coughs> so if you know the story of Elijah on Mount Carmel, this it's a really cool story. He, like, this miracle happens, like, fire from heaven, like, takes up the offering and, like, proves that God is God, basically. But after this, he walks away and is just really depressed and down, and the queen is trying to kill him, which, that's kind of depressing, you know? I'd be a little depressed. 
And so he is crying out to God and like wants to die. And God says, "Go." Well, actually, we're just gonna, that's where we're picking up. The Lord said. So First Kings nineteen verse eleven. The Lord said, "Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by." Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains, or tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And the story continues, but this is the segment I want to look at. When you read, maybe you're familiar with this story, but when you read the story for the first time, I think we expect to see God speak through one of these huge events. You know, you think, okay, there's, there's like a wind that's tearing mountains apart. Like, that's got to be biblical, right? That's, that's probably him. We expect him to speak in the wind, or if not that, the earthquake, or definitely the fire. Like, come on, these big, huge events are happening. And yet he spoke in a gentle whisper. And Elijah was paying attention enough to notice. He was paying attention enough to notice. And in both these stories, with Moses and with Elijah, we see God show up in unexpected ways. We see him show up in ways that could have been so easily missed. Moses could have just kept going. Elijah could have been waiting for the next big thing, not listening for a whisper. Like, man, if there's a fire and an earthquake, like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, like, but I'm not, like, waiting for a whisper. I'm waiting for, like, a loud, booming voice. Isn't that how God speaks? Both of them had God show up in opportunities in ways that so easily could have been missed in the way, unexpected ways. So I want to ask the question, what about us? What about you? Where are we wanting to hear from God? Where are you expecting him to show up? Are you expecting him to show up? Maybe you don't really believe any of this, and that's okay. Still an interesting question. Maybe you're waiting for God to prove that he exists. Maybe you're like waiting for him to write on the wall or write in the sky and prove that he's real. Maybe you haven't thought about him speaking. Like, does he speak? I, I didn't think he did that anymore. Or maybe you're expecting him to show up in church services, or at fall retreats, or at conferences. And those are all good things. But this is the thing about God. Sometimes he writes on the wall. But so much more often, he prefers to use the unexpected. He prefers to use his creation. And oftentimes, he prefers to use us. I think so often we show up at a service like this and we wait for God to move. Or we show up at a service like a little bitter or angry that he's not moving. Like, come on, God. Like, that person's clearly, like, hearing something from you. What about me? We wait for him to bring tears to our eyes or we wait to feel him during the worship song. 
And all of this is great, and he does speak in this way. He does speak through these services. He does speak through sermons. But just as often, he speaks in the ordinary moments in our lives. If you think that the only time you can hear from Jesus is coming here, listen to me preach, your expectations are really high. No, just kidding, because God can do what I can't do. But so often, he wants to speak in the ordinary moments of our lives. He spoke to Moses while he was tending sheep. After running away, he spoke to Elijah through a whisper. How does he want to speak to you? How does he want to speak to us? <coughs> As I was preparing this message, which man was really a headache because um, I had a different message. Well, I had like real community plan, but I had all the like principles, and this is how you do it. And, so if that was a message you were wanting, I'm really sorry. We can talk later and I can share you my notes. Or share my notes with you. But as I was preparing, and it just wasn't coming together. And so first, I was angry at God. And then I, like, cried. And then I was like, okay, God, what do you, what do you, want, what do you want me to say? What do you want us to do here? But I felt him bring this. as I was laying in my bed, like, okay, God, like, please, something. I felt the Lord bring this quote to my mind. It's by, we have it on the screen, it's by Elizabeth Barry Brown. And it says, Earth's crammed with heaven, and every common bush a fire with that. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. And if you don't know the reference to taking off your shoes, it's what Moses did when he realized that God was in the bush. And realize, like, this is holy ground. But I love this. I love this so much. The idea that glimpses of heaven are around us. The idea that God shows himself in all of creation. All around us. In sunsets, in nature, in each other. Yes, he speaks through worship services and Bible studies and through scripture, and I'm not wanting you to neglect any of those things. But he also speaks in the union and at the rose, in your dorm room, at the cafeteria, sitting with a friend. Yes, he speaks through pastors and sermons, but he also speaks through our neighbors, our sweetmates, our friends. Earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush of fire with that. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. And none of this is designed, like, this is not designed as a guilt trip, like, why aren't you here from God? Like, this is the exact opposite. This is like, oh, like, this is like a cool realization. Like, God wants to speak. He wants to speak through all of creation. He wants to speak through you, through us. John Henry Newman once said, I sought to hear the voice of God and climb the topmost steeple. But God declared, go down again. I dwell among the people. Another quote I love so much. Because I think so often we get caught up in the right moments and being in the right places. And there's an altar call. Like, if I don't go down, is he not going to speak to me? Do I need to do this? Like, we... we we make it so much like we have to do the right thing. We have to be in the right place. I have to be in the right church service or the right prayer meeting 
or talking to the right pastor. I sought to hear the voice of God and climb the top of steeple, but God declared, go down again, I dwell among the people. He's not waiting at the top of steeple or at the altar, though those things are good. But he's among the people, he's among us. I remember um, Hannah, sorry, I'm sharing this story. Um, I remember Hannah saying after our Holy Spirit seminar last year, like just this realization that like God does speak to me. I didn't even realize that God's speaking through my friend, like he does speak to me. Earth scrambled with heaven. And every common bush of fire with God. Jeff, if you want to come out. We've been going through, so the series we're in right now is our three anchors. So this is like our DNA. This is who Chi Alpha is. This is who we want to be. And our topic tonight being real community. And part of me was panicking a little bit as I like threw out all the principles of like, these are the things like, we honor each other, we love each other, we help each other. And all that's good, and I'm sure you'll hear that eventually. But what I really want you to hear tonight is that we believe that Jesus transforms us in daily community. In small groups, hangouts over coffee, in walking towards Chi Alpha. I think those are the best stories. Like, we expect God to move at XI Hour, but sometimes he works at Oakland Euros afterwards. spoke last week about real devotion and how God's love compelled us, compels us and how that changes everything. It changes everything when we realize that God's the one pursuing us. And as we talk tonight about real community, <coughs> and we ask the question, why is it worth it? We can't do this on our own. We can't choose Jesus on our own. Like, we can choose it, but we need help. We need each other. Because when times get hard, when life gets hard, we need the people next to us to point us back to Jesus. We need the people next to us when we feel like, I am not hearing from God. What the heck? Where are you? Why aren't you showing up? I'm reading my Bible. And we need the person next to us to come and speak truth into our lives.
that maybe you didn't realize it was him. In what ways has he wanted you to step further into community? You know, there's a like, okay, I'm in community. I'm in community. And sometimes he wants us to step forward. Okay, I'm in community. This is scary, but I'm here. Are there areas where he's wanting you to embrace community even though it's terrifying?